Welcome, man. What a night last night. What a night. Bucks just blown out last night. Um, not the best of circumstances for the Milwaukee Bucks as they – we, we talked about it yesterday. Ben, I, all I kept thinking was last night – uh, as I sat down, I was going to sit down with the scotch and a cigar, and that game got off to such a horrific start, I just went, out of hell with it. Just, pfft. it was bad. No Facebook Live? No, it, it sucked. I was just mad as hell, and I shouldn't have been, because didn't I, and I had a couple people bring this up this morning, but I called this last night, didn't I? I said, look, I expect, the, the Celtics can shoot, first of all. And they shot poorly in game one. The Bucks, if a team gets hot from the outside, do not play beyond the arc very well. They just don't. So that was that was thought number two. Uh, and then, uh, you know, you started to see the Bucks miss shots. And if the Bucks aren't hitting shots, then it really becomes problematic. And that's exactly what happened last night. And the Bucks ended up falling. Not a good night uh, at the arena. And uh, it was pretty much over before it even got started. Uh, it, it just, what a, I, I guess on one hand, I, I look at it as the Bucks are, the Bucks are leaving Boston with a 1-1 tie right now in the series and still have home court advantage. But they got drilled early. They got drilled often last night. I mean, because I, I, I had said yesterday, I said, boy, I'd love to see Brooke Lopez get involved. I'd love to see Bobby Portis give you, you know, 12, 14, 15 or better. And he did. Drew Holiday, I wanted about 20, 23 from. He gave you 19. I thought Wesley Matthews would step up. And I thought, you know what? Grayson Allen is going to come up big again. Pat Connaughton's going to come up big again. Connaughton had 13. Grayson Allen, they, they were all over him last night. All over him last night. Only one for three or one, uh, 0 for 1 beyond uh, the arc last night just they weren't going to give him the shot they decided to say we're going to lock down defend then this is a pretty good defensive team they're going to lock down defend they're going to play beyond the arc they got more aggressive defensively and it was it, it, it was just a a bad bad night bad night for the bucks bucks have to regroup this is when the bucks take that punch in the face and they go whoa wait a minute not only did we get beat we got embarrassed we got embarrassed last night. So just a bad night. So we didn't overreact in game one when the Bucks got a win. We were excited. We were excited, but we didn't overreact. Game two, I'm not going to overreact. The Bucks got punched in the face, and exactly what Boston did to Brooklyn is what they did to the Bucks. So whether that game one was an apparition for the Celtics and they just had an off game, or the Bucks played extremely well, they played defense really well. Because in game one, there was numerous times where the Bucks looked at the three-point line and didn't even attempt to guard it. Didn't even attempt it. And shots were missed. And I kept thinking to myself, man, if they do that in game, in game two, game three, game four, and the Celtics are hitting, there's no way, no way that the, the Bucks are going to win that series. So I'm not going to overreact. I want to see how the Bucks respond. But they got last night a kind of exactly what I thought they would get. And by the way, last night, Brooke Lopez, two points. And those two points came at about at the 10-minute mark of the fourth quarter. He was non-existent. The second chance opportunities that the, the Celtics had last night, they were hitting from the outside, which rendered Bobby Portis, Giannis, Brooke Lopez, all pretty much insignificant in the defensive realm. It just, all of that 
last night was kind of the way we thought it would go if indeed the Celtics hit their shots and they did and they they bounced back big time so now we got to wait until Saturday for the Bucks uh, to get back at it this time they're going to be on the Pfizer Forum hardwood but just and and the reaction last night was uh kind of kind of uh how do I put this from the Boston fans was visceral from the Bucks fans was like no nah, no big deal no no big deal not a problem so the Bucks they got to play better defense and the one thing that we've talked about this uh, we've talked about this all pretty much all season long is the Bucks do not defend the three they're terrible at it and it has been something that's been problematic all season long. And now you've run into a team that can hit beyond the arc. And, and again, if they win this series, they will have earned it, no doubt. But if they win this series, most likely they're going to face Miami. And Miami can shoot about as well as anybody beyond the arc. So they, they, they had better, if they're going to get to the NBA Finals, they had better figure it out now that you can't stand flat-footed and you got to get beyond the arc. And you can't just run, um, run to the spot kind of like out of control just to get there because all they're doing is pumping, pump faking you into the air. And, you know, Grayson Allen and, and Drew Holiday and such, they're just flying past these guys, and these guys are then stepping back, taking that open look in that easy three, and they were hitting them last night. So it's um, – it's uh, it's it's a little concerning, but I want to wait and see how the Bucks respond. I'm not I, by no means am I saying that the Bucks are going to be beaten in this series because I I still think the Bucks right now have the ability to bounce back and still own the series and own home court advantage. But now you really got to protect the five serve forum, and fans have to come out in droves and loud, proud, crazy, rowdy, Deer District, the whole deal. And it looks like Saturday the weather won't be bad. It'll be about like it is today. It'll be sunny. It'll be in the 50s. It's not going to be terrible. Um, so hopefully the Deer District is rocking. Uh, the Bulls attempted 28.83s per game in the regular season, 36.8 per game against Milwaukee in the first round. The Celtics as- attempted 37.13s per game in the regular season and 34.5 against Brooklyn today, yesterday. They took 50, 50 against the Bucks. 50. They uh, they just uh, they lit it up. Forty three. Uh, they were twenty of forty three last night beyond the arc. Twenty four. Uh, twenty of forty three beyond the arc. Forty six and a half percent three point shooting. Uh, the Bucks played basically no defense. None. Ah, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. So why wasn't there a, a Facebook Live to rant about the game? Um, you know? Honestly, I'll, I'll be 100% truthful. After about the first quarter, I said, they're going to lose this game. I'm done. And I got into a conversation with a buddy of mine who is, who is from Cincinnati who called me to vent about how bad the Reds are. And I ended up doing just a lot of work. Uh, yesterday was a big day. Um, we are real close. This Friday, we are going to make all the announcements regarding our motorcycle ride uh, for charity. Uh, but we have booked a uh, a live show coming up on Thursday, March 19th. We're going to be live from the grand reopening of Social House 
the bar in Lisbon. We on Lisbon and Menominee Falls. We talk about it all the time. But in addition to that, it is going to be a, a tap takeover. And the whole weekend is going to benefit Fisher House, Wisconsin. So I got involved in some of these discussions last night. And by the time it was all done, I went like, I, I already walked upstairs because I, I love doing them from down in the bar. So I had already walked upstairs and I was like, you know what? The hell with it. And and I'll, I'll be honest with you, Ben. You were the only one I think that remembered. <laughs> <laughs> last night, nobody got a hold of me. So. Uh, but I, I am going to today, I've got a lot, of, a lot of little things to do after the program. And then tonight, I think, uh, I, I will do, I promise I will do the dissertation downstairs because I'm going to sit back, relax and watch either outside on the patio, which, uh, I also, uh, did a little cleaning up last night because the bird, uh, she was not there this morning. I hope she's okay. But for those that have followed the show, I've had a bird, uh, every morning at about 6am pecking at the window. Uh, mama bird who uh, lost her nest and lost her babies. She's been pecking at my window. Yesterday, after I got off the air, I had a couple phone calls to make. So I was sitting downstairs in the living room and I opened the patio door and she hopped. She did it again. She, I was on the phone. She hopped in and all of a sudden I look uh, down on the floor by there, there's an island by the floor. And I looked in there. She is just kind of staring at me. She, she came in the house. She looked around, stared at me for a couple of minutes, maybe a minute, uh, you know, the sequence of time seems extremely long, but maybe a minute and she hopped back out and flew away. I haven't seen her since. She wasn't there this morning pecking at the door. So on one hand, I'm extremely glad because I wasn't woken up at, you know, 6 a.m. by the by the pounding of the windows downstairs. On the other hand, I'm like, yeah, it's, it's she's kind of become part of the part of the, the daily routine for the last five days. I'm kind of wondering where she's at. But uh, so anyway, I was I was downstairs doing some stuff yesterday. Yeah. But today. I promise. I will do some Facebook Live. I will, I'll sit back, relax, watch the Brew. I'm looking forward to the Brewers game tonight um, and doing some of that. And then we'll do a Facebook Live. Speaking of the Brewers, Woodruff, how come God, How come Corbin Burns can't get this kind of run support, these big hits? Corbin Burns can't get the run support hardly at all. Brandon Woodruff, 3-1 uh, and one in the season, 5-2 and, two or, five and two thirds, uh, only gave up three earned runs. 12 strikeouts last night. He was dealing. He was dealing last night. Colton Wong, two for two. Big night last night. Adamas with the uh, go yard last night. Uh, Christian Yelich, Ofer did have a couple of walks, got on board, upped his on-base percentage last night. Uh, so he got on board twice, struck out once. He was 0 for 2 in the evening. Um, and then you get Urias that comes back. Urias uh, not only had a run scored, but had an RBI last night. Had a walk, one for two. Not a bad way to start back out. Lorenzo Kane got on base last night, too. That wasn't a bad way to go. But a little bit of an inconsistent strike zone. Uh, had Wood Woodruff should have never given up that home run uh, That that uh, in the fourth inning. He should have, Mustaka should have never gotten that home run. Tommy Pham, either, for that matter. But Woodruff should have been out of that inning. Should have been out of that inning. And and the home plate umpire just wasn't giving it up. Now I get it. They were right on the line. It could have been an either or. But, man, it was even Bill Schroeder, who doesn't say usually a whole lot during the broadcast about the, the calling of balls and strikes. He doesn't necessarily get on umpires. But you could clearly tell Narvaez and Woodruff both were going back and forth a little bit with the uh, home plate umpire last night. So uh, that was good news. Brewers get yet another win. And then the word breaks this morning. The Packers are going to London. Packers going to London. But they're taking on the New York Giants. 
October 9th. They're going to be in London, October 9th, taking on the New York Giants overseas. So that'll be, you know what, two historic franchises, two well-traveled fan bases, and flying usually, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but if you're going to fly out of Wisconsin, chances are, now think about this, you usually will fly to New York and then from New York to London. So can you imagine plane loads of Packers fans who have dreamed of this trip want to fly to London, say the week up, say you're going to fly out on Wednesday, get there on Thursday, experience everything, fly back late Sunday night, uh, Monday morning, whatever. Thursday or Friday, you're going to fly. Imagine then transferring planes and jumping on a plane load of Giants fans heading to London. Because that's usually how you would go. So it could be that all these fans, Packers fans, Giants fans, are all going to be landing together, cheering on their respective teams as they all land over in London across the pond. I was thinking about that this morning when the announcement was made. I thought, boy, if you fly out of here, you usually now the, the the Packers won't. Their their plane won't, you know, make a connection. Their plane will fly straight out of Austin Straubel and off they go over to London. But if you're a fan, chances are you're either going to fly from Green Bay or Milwaukee or where have you to most likely New York and then from there to London. Unless, of course, you go out to Chicago O'Hare. Sometimes uh, out of O'Hare you can get direct flights. But, um, but yeah, you could be landing with all those. Uh, you could be traveling for hours with all those Giants fans. So keep your, keep your phone handy just in case a, a Mike Tyson incident breaks out. 877-867-1670. So we got a lot to talk about. Uh, there was one thing last night. I posted it on Twitter this morning. There was one thing last night, and it, it's, it's only one incident, really two. I mean, one was against Giannis, but... There was one thing that's being highlighted today via the four-letter network, via the NBA.com and their their NBA TV, and it's just pissing me off. And and it just it, it's, it's pissing me off because that's not what it was, but it's being made out to be. And it's just pissing me off because I, I posted it. I'm like, am I the only one that saw this? Am I the only one that saw what actually happened? And but yet. You know, Mike Greenberg, and I tell you, and this is what he did. And I bet you that's the way Mike Greenberg talks when he goes to the bathroom. I bet you he does. I bet you how he now, because he used to be pretty cool on Mike and Mike. Now he probably goes into the bathroom. I'm sitting down, pulling down my pants for this epic moment in my life in which I'm going to excrement right here in a splashdown of the bowl and then flush. It's a day right here on Get Up. I just pooped. That's the way he probably goes to the bathroom. Stay tuned. We got more of the Bill Michael Show next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Show brought to you by our good friends over there at Bud Light. Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the uh, the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network, and uh, we are glad you're on board with us today. Thanks to Bud Light for being a part of it. Also, don't forget about the Bud Light Hard Soda as we start to creep into the summer months, and uh, it's going to be warmer weather. You want something refreshing? They have the hard soda, the loudest flavors ever: classic cherry, uh, classic cola, cherry cola, citrus soda, orange soda, Bud Light. They have nailed it, my friends. And by the way, all with zero sugars. There you go. 
Uh, this one's from Ellie, listening to us in Eau Claire. It says, a unit, I was there years ago. It was when I used to travel regularly overseas. But I would, every now and then, get a direct flight out of Minneapolis, or I would connect in Detroit or Chicago. It's cheaper to take a connection. And New York was usually the cheapest, but New York was always the craziest airport. LaGuardia was absolutely nuts. That's Ellie in Eau Claire. Yeah, I'm not saying that that's the only way to get over there. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is that... If indeed you get a flight that goes to New York, chances are you could be uh, then heading over with uh, a bunch of Giants fans. I just thought about the interest of that. Uh, 877-867-1670, Hey, by the way, by the way, we're going to talk some hockey today. Oh, I'm not kidding. A little more than an hour and ten minutes from now, Aaron Sims, voice of your Milwaukee Admirals, going to be joining us and they had some epic nhl games played last night specifically the one between uh with the uh, uh from new york last night holy mackerel what a game oh i was watching what? some puck last night were you watching it oh yeah it was, uh, my roommate's a rangers fan so we were we were all into it oh wow okay so uh so you watched the triple overtime game and the and the goalie that decided to grub down just before he ended up uh, being called upon after uh, the starting goalie got hurt. And then he comes in, saves 14 shots, and then ultimately uh, they ended up winning. Yes, uh, I went to sleep after the first overtime. <laughs> but yes, okay. oh, I got to find that audio. That was hilarious. Uh, which was fantastic. So if you're just tuning us in, we will uh, talk a little bit hockey coming up later on, which we don't do a lot of, but we will. Uh, because uh, last night you had just a, an incredible game. An incredible game last night. So the Penguins went into triple overtime and knocked off the Rangers after a goal that the Rangers had scored was discounted because the goalie, which I don't necessarily agree with, but the goalie for the Penguins got completely plowed out of the way. And so that was the big, big knock. And, and, and I mean, Ranger fans were just out of their damn mind last night. So it was your roommate going crazy? He is a very mild-mannered sports watcher. Uh, very different from myself, so not really. Okay. He kind of so he but, keeps all his he emotions. He didn't say a word about the he didn't say a word about the goal that was taken off the board, and the Rangers would have won the game, right? No, I I kind of agreed with what he was thinking, though. Okay. Not that all I'm right. a hockey guy, but I, it yeah. seemed to be an unfair play. I don't know. It it did. I 100% agree with you. 100%. It seemed like because the the uh, Rangers player did not – he got shoved into the goalie, thus knocking the goalie out of the net. And if you remove the goalie from the net without the goalie actually coming out of the net, then a goal that is scored is considered to be null, null and void. And uh, for those that are wondering. And that's that's kind of what happened was that the, the goalie got basically pushed out of the way. The problem was his own guy was pushing the Rangers player – who then fell into the goalie, who then knocked the goalie out of the way, and then the goal was scored, and then it was wiped off the board. So I just thought it was – we'll talk to Aaron Sims about it coming up here shortly, but uh, I just thought it was crazy. So the goalie, after the fact, um, does an interview after the game, and they're like, you know, hey, how you doing, that kind of stuff. And I don't know who the interviewer is, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, but she asked the question about, you know, hey, coming in, saving this game. He's like, well, you know, I, take a listen, because he started eating. He had this, he figured he wasn't going to play. So in between periods, he goes back and sucks down this big meal. 
And uh, then he's like, oh, my God, I, I got to go in. You know, it's pretty funny. Take a listen. I think we, we believe. We believe. I actually had a quite the meal in between the first and the second uh, overtime. I, I didn't expect going in, but um, maybe it sustained my energy. So uh, it, was, it was cool, though. It was cool to be part of that. You say quite the meal. What was it? You know, some spicy pork and uh, broccoli. Not the best. There you go. I love Canadians. Luis Domingue, I think is how you pronounce his name, Domingue. Uh, he didn't even know uh, what to think when he saw his teammate and the starting goalie, Casey DeSmith, skate to the bench midway through the uh, second overtime period. And he ended up stopping, I, I said 14. It was 17 saves. 17 saves. And then Malkin uh, scored on that deflection with 5.58 to go in a third overtime, giving Pittsburgh the 4-3 win over the New York Rangers in game one of the first-round playoff series last night. What a night. What a night in hockey. So uh, that's the way things shape up there. In the meantime, in the meantime, the Predators, which are the parent team to the Milwaukee Admirals, they fell last night to the uh, Colorado Avalanche 7-2 to last evening. The Avalanche jumped out to a 5 nothing lead, <laughs> which is almost just insurmountable. 5 nothing lead last night in the first period. And then the Predators put up a couple, one in the second, one in the third. But uh, the Avalanche matched them goal for goal in the second and the third, beat them 7-2 to last night. Capitals 4-2 to over the Panthers last evening. Tied up uh, at one apiece after one. Panthers were leading 2 to nothing or 2-1 to one after uh, two. And then the Capitals busted back with three goals in the third, and they doubled them up 4-2 to last evening. And then the Flames shut out the Stars 1-0. to nothing. So there you go. That's the way things shaped up in the NHL. And you do have stuff coming up tonight, the Boston Bruins. And the Hurricanes tonight, the uh, Tampa Bay, uh, uh, the Lightning, and the Maple Leafs, and the Blues in the Wild, and the Kings and the Oilers all playing this evening in playoff hockey as well. There's some hockey talk. We don't do it a whole lot, but there's hockey talk. And we're going to have more of it coming up here a little bit later on the program. Are you concerned by what you saw last night out of your Milwaukee Bucks? 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. You can also hit us up over on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. Uh, you can find us there and uh, give us a shout. We would love to hear from you. Also, at Ben Z. Kenny, at Ben Z. Kenny. You can find him there. And then uh, you can also find us over on the Facebook fan page. Watch the show live on Facebook Live. Go to Facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. YouTube is a great way to listen to the program, watch the program, all that kind of good stuff. Subscribe, check out old programs. You can go there and simply go to YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-S, show, and subscribe absolutely free. Also on Twitch TV, if you download the app, put it on your phone, you can watch us there. And uh, you can also listen to us each and every day, anytime you want, over on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, and on the Google Podcasts. Drop an email to the show, thebillmichaels at gmail.com, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. So there you go. That's all the ways to get a hold of us. So last night, which, by the way, what pissed me off when you talk about Bucks basketball, and I put this out there earlier today, they, they, they show Jalen Brown today, which Jalen Brown, don't get me wrong, had a tremendous game against the Bucks. okay? Jalen Brown just played 25 points first half, okay? He was just on fire, all right? And he was, he was at one point, I think he was four or five for five beyond the arc. He was just knocking them down from everywhere. 11 of 18 from the field. He ended up six of 10 on the night and 30 points. Okay, 29, by the way, from very quietly from Tatum. 
who was 5 of 10 beyond the arc. So last night, watching a game, Jalen Brown, who's hot, has Grayson Allen on him. And he does a couple of crossover dribbles and a couple of stutter steps. And then lunges forward. And then pops back and hits this step-back jumper. And the crowd goes wild. And now Brian Anderson was on the call. Okay? Brian Anderson's on the call going, Brown hits again! And I'm thinking of my... And I get it. Look, I love B.A. And then I watched the highlights this morning on NBA TV and on ESPN. Jalen Brown crossing up Grayson Allen. I'm thinking to myself, he watch the watch the replay. Grayson Allen didn't cross his feet. He didn't cross him up. He started to backpedal a little bit. And then Jalen Brown gave him an elbow and shoved him to the floor. So, look, the shot's good. Giannis does it all the time. He plows over people. I get it. Physical game, whatever. But this was not like some unbelievable move, like when Giannis the other night passed the ball to himself off of the backboard and then goes in for the jam. That was crap. That wasn't it at all. He took he basically Michael Jordan him. He took two dribble drives, threw him to the ground, stepped back, hit a wide-open jumper. Why? Because he knocked Grayson Allen over. That's the only – coming out of last night's game, that's really the only thing that, that pissed me off, was watching the highlights and watching everybody praise Jalen Brown, who had a tremendous first half. I, I'm not taking anything away from him. But on two particular plays, two specific plays back-to-back, he loves to drive and he loves to throw out that left elbow. And he did it to Giannis, too. Throws out the left elbow, creates space by giving you a good hard shove, and then steps back and then hits the jumper. He did it on a couple of occasions last night. And I, it drove me nuts. How they just acted like just, oh, my God, Grayson Allen, such poor defense. He crossed up his feet. He ended up getting just highlighted. It was a posterization. And no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It, was, it, was, it should have been called an offensive foul because he threw him to the ground. But that was it. That's the only thing that, you know, only thing that uh, I, I kind of looked at. Other than that, Bucks just didn't play good defense. Uh, and the Celtics were hitting their shots. And the Bucks are going to have to learn on the fly how to step beyond the arc or to the arc and at least create contested shots much better than what they've shown in the past. How you have an old dog and show them new tricks, I don't know. Because their three-point defense has been pathetic all season long. ranked about 23rd in the league on and off throughout the year. Just bad. It's just bad. So, anyway. uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Are you concerned by what you saw last night out of your Milwaukee Bucks? Are you concerned at all? 877-867-1670. Hit us up. A lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. They are uh, coming to town. The Moose. The Moose coming up on Friday night, 7 o'clock. Down at the UW Panther Arena, get your Admirals tickets now. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. That's MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. It's playoff hockey at its best. The Manitoba Moose coming to town on Friday night and on Saturday night. 7 o'clock puck drop on Friday, 6 o'clock puck drop on Saturday. It'll be a packed house downtown 
on Saturday as you have the Bucks playing downtown as well. And then they go on the road to Winnipeg as they take on the Moose on the 11th and the 13th and then uh, possibly on the 15th as well if needed. But uh, right now it's the Manitoba Moose, the foe for the Milwaukee Admirals as they race towards uh, deep into the playoffs and possibly a Calder Cup championship. Let's hope they get there. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, if you want to give us a shot, uh, feel free to go ahead and do so. Uh, 877-867-1670. Uh, complicated fella says, didn't like the arm pinch and the throwdown of the Bucks defender at the top of the key last night. He trapped his arm and the elbow forced and turned uh, then down as the Celtics uh, fell to the floor, picking up a cheap foul. Uh, by the way, John says, Stan Van Gunny, unbearable to listen to. Watching Grant Williams flop with uh, clearly no contact and listening to Van Gundy wonder what he was supposed to do against uh, the bully that is Giannis. Please. Um, hey, Bill, not too concerned uh, much. I figured that the Celtics would play better and uh, win. I think uh, they are fine coming to Milwaukee for two games here. It should be rather interesting. So here's the one thing, and, and also not overly concerned. You get the team. You get the team that has the desperation, that plays a little bit harder, that needs it more. And the Celtics, clearly, at, at home last night, they needed it more. If they would have lost that game coming back to Milwaukee, it would have pretty much been over because you would have the, the Bucks just riding unbelievably high, getting it done without Chris Middleton, and being able to then just kind of come in with brimming with confidence to what should be and still will be a raucous Pfizer for them. So they needed that game last night, desperately needed that game last night, and they got it. They did it, though, the way they've pretty much done it all season long, and that is by being able to hit threes, playing good, solid defense, and, and passing the basketball extremely well. Last night, the other thing last night with uh, the Bucks uh, that was so incredibly frustrating was the fact that it wasn't necessarily that it was a bunch of turnovers. It was timely turnovers. Now, granted, it, it, it was they had 16 of them. They only created 11. They had 16 turnovers last night. But it was just, you know, you start, to get a, you start to get a little momentum. You hit a shot, you get a defensive play, you come back. And just when you think, you know, just get a three, get a two, get a score. You know, cut it down to 14, cut it down to 12, get it down to nine, get it into single digits. And damn, if they didn't go and throw away the, throw away the ball. They just threw it away. You know, quick hands, sloppy play, go back, goes back to what we were talking about earlier uh, or last week, late last week when we said, you know, you got to value the possession. Just didn't handle the basketball real well last night. That was where when the tide was starting to kind of, you know, fluctuate against them and it was really starting to become more of a tidal wave than it was just a small ebb and flow. That's when you needed Chris Middleton. That's where you felt the loss of Chris Middleton last night. You didn't get that that big bucket, that presence. Um, the ability to bring the ball up the floor and handle the basketball. Um, so last night, uh, and, and by the way, Giannis shooting threes continuously from the outside, that is not his game. He has got to stop. If he's not hitting, he's got to realize, I can't continue to fire up the three last night. He was one of four last evening. 11 of 27 overall, one of four beyond the arc. And a couple of key trips down the floor in which they could have done some damage instead of just going at the rim or kicking it back out to an open man, trying to get a look to Brooke Lopez, trying to get a look to, to Grayson Allen, trying to get a look to somebody else. He decided to turn around and take those, those three points like he was going to go toe-to-toe toe, toe -to -toe with Jalen Brown 
or toe to toe with Tatum or, you know, just being able to do what they were doing. And that's that that's not consistently his game. He'll have some good nights. Don't get me wrong, but that's not consistently his game. And they yanked him out of his game a little bit last night. Uh, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Then again, Drew Holiday last night beyond the arc. Oof. One of six. Did not have a good night. Bobby Portis was 0 for 2. Wesley Matthews only took one beyond the arc. He was 0 for 1. The Bucks were 3 of 18 beyond the arc last night. 3 of 18. While the, the, the Celtics, 20 of 43. That's the difference in the game right there. The Bucks weren't hitting on the outside and weren't playing defense on the outside. That's the difference in your game. Uh, 877-867-1670. Brian over on the Bud Light live stream says, uh, let's see here. He said, oh, by the way, following now on the app, he's listening in Clearwater, Florida. Brian, I think I saw that on Facebook. Correct me if I'm wrong. Did you just retire and head down to, uh, head down to the Gulf Coast? Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I, I think I saw something about that on Facebook. Uh, Dennis says, with all the threes, where was the defense? Dennis, you and me both were wondering. After that first quarter, I was like, I'm done. I'm done. We know what's going to happen. We know what's coming. Done. Zippo, out of here. Nada. What, the Bucks weren't climbing out of that hole last night. They just weren't. 877-867-1670. Mark also says, not worried about my Milwaukee Bucks. They're going to come back and win on Saturday night, have a 2-1 lead with another game yet to go at the Fiserv Forum. I'm excited about this. See you at the Deer District. It should be a good one. That is also Derby Day. So you've got the Admirals playing at night, the Bucks playing, and I can't, I, what is the, uh, what is the tip time? Ben, do you know what the tip time is coming up on Saturday for the Bucks and the Celtics? By any chance? Not yet. I think it's during oh, the day. Oh, 2.30. 2.30. Yeah. 2.30 tip time. So think of this. You're going to have 2.30 tip time down there. you got the Kentucky Derby running. The Admiral's playing that. The, 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 the Deer District's going to be rocking because the weather looks to be at least sunny like today in 50, 53, something like that. So that place should be just mauled with people. Should be a good time down in the Deer District coming up. So, yeah, 2.30 tip time. And then after that, uh, Monday night, the, the Bucks play on Monday night, 6.30 on TNT at the Pfizer Forum before they then turn around and have to play again. If indeed they do play, uh, they would be uh, at the Pfizer Forum on Thursday night with a TBD when it comes to time. Or no, excuse me. Is it Thursday? Thursday or Friday? One of those two. Thursday or Friday, I can't remember which. I think it would be, I don't know. I'm trying to find the schedule. Anyway, uh, but you you get the sense. Uh, 877-867-1670. The bigger shove last night in the Rangers game or Grayson Allen going to the floor when Jalen Brown gave him the elbow? The bigger shove last night. For the record, I, like I say the Rangers game because I think Grayson Allen got dropped. Yeah, Grayson Allen uh he, yeah. When, when you say got dropped, you got dropped by the elbow? No, I mean dropped by the crossover. Every great NBA crossover has a little bit of a push in it. Yeah, but he never crossed his feet. All he was doing was backpedaling a little bit. He didn't go down until he actually got shoved. I know, but we love that Michael Jordan crossover against, I, I forget the guy's And we all name. knew that was a foul. We all knew that was an offensive foul. 
Every time you see it for, for Jordan's last shot and last championship, we all know that was a foul. But he got dropped. Right. I mean, I've, I've gotten crossed over my, sh- my fair share of times. I've probably been pushed off in a lot of them. But still, I mean, he, he fell and then Brown hit you the shot. You cross me over, that's fine. But you throw your shoulder and your elbow into me and push me down, that's another. So I, you and I will agree to disagree. I thought the shove on Grayson Allen. Now, the shove last night in the Rangers game, that was full body onslaught check that took everybody out of this out of the play. There was three guys that went flying with that one. So that shove was by far bigger. And 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 I I don't even think it was more egregious though. Because I think it was just a defensive play. You were trying to prevent the puck from going into your own goal. You were trying to disrupt the the uh, the shot. And in doing so, you took out everybody. The 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 offensive player for the Rangers, you took out your own goalie, you took out everybody. By the way, our poll question from yesterday only I thought it would end up with more votes. It only ended up with 194 votes. Who's going to have more at the end of the season? Christian Yelich when it comes to RBIs or the Cincinnati Reds when it comes to wins? 80% of you said Christian Yelich in the RBIs. <laughs> That's how bad the Reds are. The Reds stink. Speaking of the Reds, speaking of the Reds, I I, I was the one thing that I got I got a little piece of advice for anybody that faces the Reds and Tyler Maley. Okay, I got that when we come back because I, I noticed this last night and it, it just completely held true. Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. you back i don't know what it is today today's a good day today's a good day for a lot of different uh, a lot of different reasons the weather's cleared up i like that got a little bit of the outside cleaned up i have not seen my bird but that's okay nothing wrong there you've got uh, a lot of good things happening as we start to look forward to next week next week we're going to be in the 80s i saw holy mackerel can't wait for that this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at quick trip you know what that means you start talking about warmer weather, you're talking about the Quick Trip 250. Coming to Road America. Coming to Road America. Uh, they're giving away a Camaro SS in honor of that. So if you want to stop in a Quick Trip, get yourself uh, some registration points uh, by using your Quick Rewards card. You can maybe, win, maybe, maybe win yourself anywhere from hundred grand all the way up to uh, a Camaro SS. The Camaro SS with the Quick Trip 250 Pepsi Pips Pit Stop Special uh, presented by Jack Link's. Purchase any participating Pepsi, Rockstar, or Jack Link's product with uh, the Quick Rewards app, and you're going to earn an automatic entry. One weekly winner receives a $500 Quick Trip gift card and four NASCAR Quick Trip 250 tickets. July 3rd, it's taking place in Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin, and a chance to win then that Chevy Camaro Quick Trip. They have got your summer covered. Oh, boy, they do. So good from our friends over there at Quick Trip. Coming up after the top of the hour, Jim Ozarski writing for the Journal Sentinel and uh, covering the Milwaukee Bucks. We'll talk some basketball with him. We're about an hour and ten minutes away from talking some hockey, uh, Admirals hockey and NHL hockey with our buddy Aaron Sims. He's going to be joining us. So that's all coming up today on the program. 877-867-1670. Are you concerned at all about the Milwaukee Bucks? Uh, By the way, 
on the show, first things first, Giannis' Giannis's worst field goal percentage, single playoff series in his NBA career. 2015, round one versus Chicago, 36.6%. Round two, uh, the second round in 2022 against Boston, 38.5%. We don't know how this is going to turn out. And 2019, the Eastern Conference Finals against Toronto, 44.8% his field goal percentage. The worst field goal percentages in his NBA career have come in certain series in the postseason. And this is the quote from the uh, First Things First uh, and Chris Broussard, who said the Celtics have proven, at least in two games, they have the kryptonite for the world's greatest player. Hopefully, Giannis sees that. I just retweeted it and tagged him. Hopefully, he sees that. Because uh, that's, that's, a, that's a daunting fact. There, there's a statistic that goes after you. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Um, Brentley, uh, may the 4th be with you as well. Are you a Star Wars fan, Ben? I like it. I can't say I'm a huge fan. I've seen all the movies. Okay. All right. I, well, see, I, I've seen a couple. Uh, I don't... The, the first was just the first. I mean, it was just so good. The second one was pretty good. Empire Strikes Back and all that kind of stuff. I like that. But beyond that, it started to get kind of out there and I was like, okay, whatever. Um, like I am with a lot of sequels and trilogies, so to speak. But, uh, but today is May 4th and everybody who is a star Wars geek or even to a certain extent, a big bang theory geek, because they really, really revitalize what it's like to be a nerd. Um, they, uh, may the fourth be with you. So there you go. <laughs> I've had two or three people say, I can't believe you haven't said it. There you go. For all of you who needed that, May the 4th be with you. Thank you very much. I feel complete now. My day can move on. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Um, this is from Steve. Steve says, uh, I think Giannis is being bullied and physically outplayed right now. They have decided to build the wall around him and make it very difficult for him to get to the hoop, which is the reason he's taking the turnaround jumpers. He shouldn't be doing that. He needs more help from the outside, and if he kicks it out consistently and they hit shots, then it eases things on the inside for Giannis. Otherwise, it's going to be a tough go the rest of the series. Perfect, Steve. You're you're 100% correct. If Giannis isn't hitting on the inside, or they're making it really tough on him, and defensively, on the outside, they're not hitting shots. If you don't have everybody stepping up to be hit beyond the arc or hit jumpers outside, then all you got to do is crash on Giannis. Because what you're saying is, is the Celtics go, we're not going to let Giannis beat us. Let everybody else beat us. And if you don't have Drew Holiday hitting, if you don't, because Brooke Lopez offensively has been non-existent in this in in the first two games, non-existent offensively. But you did have in game one, you had guys step up. We all know that. But in, in game two, you didn't have anybody step up. Nobody really kind of threw uh, helped throw the team on its back. Nobody got even 20 points. Drew Holiday had 19. I think Portis had 13. Uh, Connaughton had 13. That was it. The rest of the scoring came from Giannis. It was, it was, a, it was kind of a pathetic uh, display of offense last night. And to only be 3 of 18. Now... I got to say, that kind of shooting, poor shooting, 
is not going to continue, no matter what kind of defense the Celtics play. And they play good defense. I'm not taking anything away from them. But the Bucks were also just missing shots. And it was very much a flip-flop of what we saw in game one from Boston because Boston wasn't hitting any shots. And the Bucks last night weren't hitting the shots. So now you just move forward. You just kind of wipe that. I don't know if you necessarily wipe that from the memory, so to speak. That might have been one of those games where if it's like a, a football game and, you know, coming down the stretch and you get one of those clunkers where you just get you just get drilled and everything you did you know passes were high passes were dropped you know you fumbled the ball a couple of times you know just kind of unexpectedly you just want to wipe it from the memory that's kind of what the bucks should do the only thing the bucks need to take away from the game last night was and is their defensive perimeter their perimeter defense needs to be a lot better they need to play more committed defense to the outside that's it we're going to talk with Jim Ozarski about just that when we come back. He covers the uh, the Milwaukee Bucks for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. We'll get his thoughts as he was in Beantown last night as to what the Bucks are doing. Also, bottom of the hour, we're going to talk with uh, Aaron Sims, voice of the Milwaukee Admirals. He's going to give us the update on what's coming up playoff hockey-wise in Milwaukee. And throughout the rest of the NHL, he is the guru to go to. Big night last night, a thriller at the Gardens last night in New York. As the Rangers ended up going down on a really weird call last night. Let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break, come back. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at Stoley's Hog Alley and Stoles Old 109 in Watertown. They are under construction at Hog Alley out in Summit. Doesn't matter. You can still go in, get some good food, get a good beverage, just pardon the dust. Otherwise, go out to Stoles Old 109 in Watertown. Say hi to Alicia and the gang. Beautiful place out there. We'll be back right after this. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.